It is Thursday, the 8th of April, 2021. Tomorrow is my 50th birthday. What'd you get me? <laughs> and right now you are listening to the Handsome Genius Club radio show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James, and yes, tomorrow is my 50th birthday. Oh lord, half a century on this godforsaken rock. Oh, if I could fix my spaceship, I'd go home. Me and Chris Statlander. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to tell you, kids. Um... You know what? We haven't done this in a while. I'm going to do this to start uh, National Days. We haven't done the National Days this year. Um, it was good for last year when we were doing a show every day. But um, I just want to do April 9th. Uh, well, April 8th. Today is National All is Ours Day. I don't know what that means. National Empanada Day. That's tasty. National Zoo Lovers Day. Uh, I always think, I probably made the same joke last year, I always think back to uh, Rocky, the original Rocky, where Sylvester Stallone is going to take Talia Shire on a date, he doesn't know what to do, and his mob boss, uh, uh, Mr., uh, oh my god, I just, I just lost it, I just lost, now I gotta look it up, I just lost the name of the, the mobster, um, but is his mobster by because he's a he's a he's a thumbbreaker for the mob in the movie, uh, Mr. Gazzo, Joe Spinell, yeah, Mr. Gazzo tells him uh, he gives him fifty bucks and says take her somewhere nice. But the um, his driver, Gazzo's driver, is a real ball breaker. And he says to him, "Eh, why don't you take her to the zoo? He says, why the zoo?" And he says the R word. Because remember, this movie is like 1976. But he says, uh, take it to the zoo. I hear our words like the zoo. And Rocky tries to bust his face, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, it's also National Alcohol Screening Day. National Alcohol Screening Day. Have I been drinking that much? No. I can't, uh, no, I'm not drinking that much. Uh, it's actually been a while since I've had vodka in the apartment. Um, but anyways, April 9th, National Cherish and Antique Day. That's me. I'm an antique. Uh, National Chinese Almond Cookie Day. Mm, again, tasty. National Former Prisoner of War Recognition Day. Okay. National Name Yourself Day. Hey, I, I did name myself. 20, 25 years ago, I gave myself a name. National Name Yourself Day on April 9th each year proposes one day a year to reinvent our names. Yeah. Well, Anthony Kingdom James isn't good enough for you? <sighs> National Unicorn Day. Please tell me. I probably also made this joke last year. Please tell me National Unicorn Day has to do with single girls involved in threesomes. Uh, National Unicorn Day on April 9th each year. Every year is National... My birthday is National Unicorn Day. Uh, celebrates the mythical horse-like creature with a single pointed horn growing from the center of its forehead. So, no. It's not about hot bisexual chicks. Alright. Well, that's disappointing. And it, uh, for some reason, it's National Winston Churchill Day. Why is it National Winston Churchill Day? It's not his... Was was he born on April 9th? Huh. Uh, uh, annual recognition of Churchill's honorary citizenship ceremony, April 9th, 1963. Pfft, fart. Who cares? That's not reason enough to call it. Make it his birthday, at least. Uh, yeah, so those are the national days. Uh, so what am I going to do for my birthday? 
Um, we have lunch with our buddy George Zotti. And uh, then I'm probably going to stream during the evening. And uh, and there'll be a, a Patreon-only podcast. And... Uh, and then the cat will probably bother me a lot. I'm looking at her right now. She's sitting here. Cleaning her hip. <laughs> I woke up this morning. She uh, she she ate a little. And she came back into the bedroom. And she hopped up on the bed. And I... I, I, I was lying there reading something on my iPad. And I turned over and I like... I bonked into her, like my head to her hip, and uh, and she just looked at me with like this disgust, like "What are you fucking doing?" And then she got up and walked right off the bed, like just gone. <laughs> and she came back a little while later, but it took a while. She was just like, are "You, you're." Face is too close to me, idiot. And just got up and walked away. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm doing a thing now. If she comes and she uh, she hops up on the bed, um, I'm trying to touch her paws. I'm trying to get her used to the idea that me touching her paws isn't uh, a crime or a prelude to murder or something. Um, because I, I need to get her to the point where she'll let me trim her claws. So, oh, geez, you're just going for gusto on cleaning yourself there, aren't you? Got the leg behind the head going for... Just going for broke on the back of the legs. <laughs> feel dirty watching it. Um, Getting this cat is really the best thing I've done in years. Um, for, I mean, I guess for my emotional <laughs> happiness, she's a bit of a challenge. It's nice to be, it's nice to have somebody that depends on me, and she really does depend on me, like, I mean, it's not like she's going out and getting a job. <laughs> so, yeah, cleaning her face now. I uh, spoke to my dad yesterday, and we were uh, we were exchanging cat stories. I know I've mentioned. He asks how she is. Yeah, he asks how she's doing. I know I've mentioned this before. My father raised uh, huskies for years, decades, really, and built his own sleds and uh, would uh, would train them to work as a team. And at one point attempted, he found the, he found the one mild winter in Newfoundland history, uh, attempting to, uh, do a trans Newfoundland, uh, sled expedition that got a little media coverage at the time, but there was just, it was, there was just no snow. It was, like, it's a snake-bitten kind of thing, man. Uh, my old man deserved better. He he had... You can see where I get it from. He had a really grandiose idea. And he put together the people and the provisions uh, to, to do it. A couple of teams, a couple of sled dog teams with him. And sponsors and media coverage and... And then Mother Nature refused to cooperate. And I, I, you know, I love the man for doing it. I love the man. I love my dad so much. I love the man for having the grandiose idea and um, putting in the work to, to make it happen. And, uh, you know, they got part way across the island, but. There was just there was just not enough snow to make it to, to do the complete trip the way they wanted. Um, and my dad, he uh, I don't know if he <laughs> I don't know if he believes in it the way he he should, 
But my dad has a an artistic flair. He has a create a a, a a a creative side that comes out, you know. Um, wood carve. He's done wood carvings. Uh, he he used to make log cabins, which is, I mean, you know, it's a it's a trade. It's, you know, it's but it's it, it's a it's got a creative flair to it. Um, he's he's written a little. He likes to write Wibricks, my old man. <laughs> um, he, I even drew one comic strip that he, he called me and he's like, I've got an idea for a comic strip. And, uh, and I drew it up for him. Um, I've always wished that I could, if I could get him to buckle down and write a book. Oh man, I bet he could write a good book. I bet he could write a good book. Anyways, just thinking about my dad. I was thinking about my mom the other day. Uh, last Sunday night, I recorded a podcast with uh, Jade Chung, which should be coming up in a couple of weeks on her feed. See you next Tuesday. And uh, somehow we got on. I managed to get on the topic of my mom, and I swear to God, I almost broke down and cried. <sighs> like, mathematically, it was X approaching full-blown crying. I got very emotional talking about my mom, um, which I do. It, it was, you know, like, it was it was the second time in two days I, I, I talked about my mom and got emotional about it. I was with... Uh, I was with George on Saturday. Uh, a couple of us went over to check in on him and hang out. And um, uh, I think I've mentioned that George's older brother, Lenny, passed away a few weeks ago now. And, uh, you know, George is still having a hard time with it, which you would expect. And... So we were, you know, we were sifting through some of Lenny's stuff together. And we started talking about, you know, that kind of being left behind when somebody passes. And I mean, my dad, my dad is still here. He's 79. He's going to be 80 this fall. And he has health issues. And I know that I know that one of these times uh I'm one of these days I'm gonna get the bad phone call. Luckily it wasn't today, you know? Um and I always talk about the bad thing. I, I I'll say this, you'll hear you've I know you've heard me say this. That for years my cell phone was never turned off because I had to be prepared in case the bad thing happened. And then one time I went to the store and I didn't have my cell phone on me and I didn't turn back. I stopped in my tracks and dis- and, and and had to think, do I need my, I don't need my cell phone. The bad thing happened. That was five years ago. Wow. So, uh, but I, yeah, I was talking about my mom a bit with Jade and got emotional and the previous night George and I were talking about loss and it's been it's really been decades it's been a it's been a while since George's mom passed away so it's been a while since he's had to deal with that close that immediate a loss and this was very sudden with Lenny so I don't I get a little embarrassed sometimes by that you know when when I get emotional like that but I'm not I would never apologize for getting emotional I I don't I I try I don't want to feel bad about getting emotional about you know having lost my mom or 
worries about my dad. Um, I mean, why would I feel bad about that? This is, I, I mentioned, I mentioned the other day, um, things that, uh, realizing that, that, that the things in, you know, movies or TV that connect with me that, um, that make me, uh, emotional are, um, displays of, uh, of un, what's the word I'm looking for again? Unconditional. Thank you. Jeez whiz. That shouldn't have been so hard. Displays of unconditional love. And one of the, one of the, the, the notions I always cite is the first TV show that I can remember, the first TV show that I can re- remember that made me cry was when Colonel Henry Blake died in the last episode of the third season of MASH and Radar comes into the operating room. The whole episode has been a celebration of Henry, uh, who's, you know, getting sent home. He's being transferred home. And then it's this gut shot of Radar coming into the operating theater uh, and announcing to everybody that uh, Henry's Henry's uh, helicopter was shot down over the Sea of Japan. And everybody in the operating room, they still they have to keep working, but they, you know they they start to well up, they start to cry, and it's it's. To me, that's a display. I'm so convinced by the acting in that scene. Uh, it's a display of unconditional love. And somebody they loved isn't just gone, they're gone. I don't, I don't try to, I don't want to hide that kind of emotion. If something affects me, I, I, I'll let it affect me. If there's somebody around to see that, then, you know, by all means, fucking stop and stare, kids. <laughs> uh, here you go, Rock. Here's 50 bucks. You know, take your girl somewhere nice. Thanks, Mr. Gazzo. <laughs> Joe Spinell. If you've never seen Joe Spinell, S-P-I-N-E-L-L, um, Spinell was in a couple of really cool movies and then just a lot of shit you wouldn't care about, right? Like he was, uh, he's, he's Willie, Willie Chi-Chi in The Godfather and Godfather Part 2. Um, he's in Taxi Driver. He's in, he's Mr. Gazzo in Rocky and Rocky 2. Is he in Rocky 3? No, I think part of the story of Rocky 3 is that Rock's gone, you know, fucking big time and forgotten where he came from. So I don't think he's in Rocky 3. Um, what else is he in? He's in a few Stallone movies, like, you know, like Paradise Alley. And, uh, Nighthawks, you know, but who really cares about that? He's in Night Shift, which is, uh, a, a forgotten Henry Winkler, Michael Keaton movie directed by Ron Howard. A couple of guys who work in a morgue. Um, is Spinell in anything else of interest? No, that's really about it. But the 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 ones he's in, he, I mean, he stands out. He's a he's a very he's a very noticeable actor. <laughs> yeah, Willie Chichi. Hmm. Oh well. Anywho, um, oh, I'm really burying the lead here. I got my first vaccination shot. I was supposed to get it. I filled out, uh, I, I took a chance and filled out the, uh, the online form, uh, from 
hospital close to me on uh uh Wednesday, last Wednesday, and I asked for Friday and got the last appointment of the day and went on Friday. Place was locked up tight. I checked my email confirmation. It was for Thursday. So I don't know if I screwed up or there was a glitch in the website, but either way, I'm standing there. Uh, I'm standing there with my dick in my hand, uh, figuratively, having missed my appointment. I, uh, I, I called Saturday morning. I called that night standing there. Two other guys drove up and they were, uh, I think they were in the same boat. Um, I called standing there. I called Saturday morning. I called Monday morning. There was no way for them to make a new appointment over the phone. Hey, just, you know, keep checking the website. And they, the, the, um, the appointments were full up until the 11th. So what is that? Uh, Sunday? Yeah. They're full up till the 11th in my part of the city. So, uh, I was sad. Talk about sad. Talk about defeated. But uh, my friend Mel, uh, they went to get their shot. Uh, and uh, Mel is great. Like, I mean, <sighs> Mel is terrific. And they 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 look out for me, which I love. And, um, before they left the clinic, they asked, Hey, my friend had this problem with his, uh, appointment. Um, is there anything that, that you can do? And the people at the, uh, the vaccination clinic said, yes, tell him to come in. You can come in now. As long as he has his confirmation number, he'll get vaccinated. Boom, like a shot. It was like a quick shower, and I hopped in an Uber, man. I got over there, uh, toot sweet. And on, uh, uh, what day was that? Was that, I guess that was Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, I went and I got vaccinated. It went so quick and so easy that, like, I was looking the other way because I, I don't, stare at needles when I'm getting needles. I usually I usually close my eyes and brace for impact. <laughs> and it but it happened so quickly that I was like, hey, I know you stuck me with a needle, but did you like press the plunger? I mean what the fuck? <laughs> but I got vaccinated. You gotta sit there for 15 minutes afterwards just in case, you know, you fucking your arm falls off or something. And, uh, for the, for the rest of the day, I was fine. No, no arm pain or anything. Um, it took a few hours. By the time I went to bed, my arm was, uh, a bit sore. And when I woke up Wednesday morning, my arm was sore. It, but, I mean, after, after decades of wrestling, it felt like I took a really strong kendo sh stick shot to the arm. And that's fine. I mean, I haven't lost any weight. Just sore, right? Yeah, whatever. I'm feeling fine. It's almost whatever that pain is is almost gone now. So I got my first vaccination, and I'm happy. I'm very happy. Um, it means that my stepmom is the last of my family. My dad got his. Pete got his. Uh, now I've got my first shot. Uh, I think my stepmom gets it, uh, gets her shot on Sunday. Thank God. I, I, I want my family immunized, you know? Um, so now it's, when do I get the second shot? <laughs> if I could book it now for two weeks from now, but, you know, they've done the thing where they're extending they they realized, and I had to. I had a conversation with this uh, with somebody about this, where you know they were saying, "Hey, look, they originally said two weeks. Now they're saying four months." 
They said two weeks because two weeks is the shortest amount of time that you're supposed to wait between getting the first shot and the second shot. You need to wait at least two weeks, right? Hmm. There. But what they're saying is they can wait up to four months to give that second shot. So your window to get the second shot is between two weeks and four months. I'm hoping to get it done like dead smack in the middle. Like I I want it done in June, maybe beginning of June would be good. Um, so I, you know, now it's a matter of, I, I still, it, Ontario is going into another stay at home order for four weeks. I mean, it's so the Ford government has bungled this thing so badly. Uh, you know, where malls were still open on the weekend and then Doug Ford is complaining about people going to malls. Well, people can only go to malls because your, your lockdown order left malls open, you fat twerp. They have closed, closed the wrong things, left the wrong things open, not protected small business. A horrible, horrible job. And the vaccine rollout in Ontario has been slow as F. Um, if, if Doug Ford is elected to a second term as Premier of Ontario, just, just burn the province down and start from scratch, you know? Um, <laughs> idiots. Only, only idiots would vote for this guy a second time. But there's plenty of idiots. Look at how many people voted for Trump a second time. There's plenty of dummies. <sighs> Personal opinion. But it's true. Uh, so, yeah. So, I got vaccinated. I got my first shot. Waiting for my second shot now. And, um, and then it's, you know, I'm, I'm looking at... I'm really looking at starting over as far as life and work and a profession goes because my night, my, my strip club, the owners have basically publicly said, Hey, we're, we're entertaining offers to sell the properties. So soon enough, that goddamn thing's going to be another construction site. It's going to be another condo site. So, um, I don't think we're going to go back. I don't think even if the city, I, I think even if the city said we could open up tomorrow, I don't, I don't think we're going to go back, which is kind of scary because now I really, really got to get things done. I really got to clear the bad wiring in my head uh, and, and get shit done. With that in mind, I am, uh, Coming close to announcing an, uh, the run-up to another Kickstarter. Um, I have some... I have three comic book properties and the graphic novel property. The graphic novel property won't be Kickstarted. That's going to go... That's going to go to book publishers. But the three comic book properties... I have to get my ducks in a row and artists on board... And I think I'm going to go back to the idea of drawing one of them myself, drawing one of the 22 pagers myself, hire an artist for the 60 pager. And if I can get, if I can get somebody on board for the 60 pager and get that one rolling and then start work on drawing the 22 pager myself while the 60-pager is being done. Draw the 22-pager. And then after... Once one Kickstarter is done and delivered, start a Kickstarter for the one that I drew. Deliver that. And in the meantime, get the other... 20, get the, the, the second 22-pager. Uh, an artist on board and launched. And I'd like to get those three done and then... Uh, 
get to work on Heroes of Homeroom C, a second volume of that. But I want to clear the decks of scripts that have been sitting around, some of them literally for years. And they're good. They're good, good ideas. Get them done, son. Get them done. Uh, it's my own fault for letting things, letting things drag without having, um, pushed to get them done. Um, so I think that's, I think that's the plan. Verbalizing it is good. Oh, Chloe's walking away here. Uh, I think verbalizing it is good, but, um, actually enacting the plan would be even better. <laughs> so uh there'll be more on that soon i hope if you are listening to this that you're going to be willing to support those projects when they come to kickstarter um either by pledging or by helping me spread the word uh helping me spread the word about about the projects um i mean it, People talk about it online all the time. You know, you want to support somebody. Maybe you don't have the financial means to do it at the time. Or maybe, maybe you want to support me because you like me, but comic books aren't your cup of tea. I'm not expecting you to, you know, throw down a chunk of money if you're just not a comic book person. But what you can do is you can share tweets and you can tell friends, hey, yeah. Kingdom's got this project. I know you're into comics. I think this would be for you. And and that word of mouth is uh that word of mouth is really important. And do that with your friends anyways. Support your friends with their creative ideas. Hopefully they will support you when you create something. And I I tweeted about it the other day is create something, anything there to me there is no greater joy than creating something and being able to you know see it on a screen or hold it in your hand and share it with other people and know i, I did this i made this happen so um i like when my friends create something and i get to uh, I get to applaud them for their efforts and help share their creativity with uh, with other people. Um, with that in mind, tomorrow, well, later today, I'm interviewing Von Vertigo about uh, Backyard Pro Wrestling, which is currently filming its third season. And we'll talk about uh, the fundraising effort and we'll talk about wrestling and all that shit, YouTubery. We'll talk about all that shit. And that'll probably be the Friday. That might be the Friday Patreon episode. It might be the Monday episode uh, here of the show. I'm not sure. Depends on uh, depends on what kind of birthday nonsense I want to talk about on the Patreon show, I guess. Um, what else? Oh, I have a new shirt. I have a new shirt that I'm going to launch at midnight tonight on the Teespring store. And, uh, I'll tell you about it. It is, um, it's a thing that I've said here on the show before. It's a thing I've been saying a lot lately. And, uh, and I hope you like the design. Choose better heroes. And if you've seen my Outlive Your Enemy shirt, it's done in a very similar style. Uh, instead of the tombstone and the roses at the bottom of the, uh, of the uh, design this is a uh, a silhouette of a uh, flying superhero so you see the 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 hero silhouette of the hero and their cape so uh choose better heroes this is the first time talking about it um that will go online at uh at midnight tonight well 1201 on teespring um, the link is in the show notes. You just uh, click on the, uh, if you like, just click on the link tree or click on the, uh, the, the Teespring, uh, link itself and, uh, check out the shirt, uh, 20 bucks, 20 bucks, uh, us for my shirts. This is a thing 
that uh, Puff put in my head a while back. That he wants to, even if he he said, even if I lose money, I want to make sure that you can get, uh, you can get shirts for twenty bucks. So all my shirts on Teespring are twenty bucks American, which I think works out to, uh, I, the t-shirts anyways, I think it works out to eighteen euros, and I think it's twenty five fifty or twenty five fifteen, so basically twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, uh, Canadian, and. Um, I, I want people in these shirts. So there's, this will be the sixth design that's on there. I've got a seventh design that's coming soon. Um, I want to lean more, a little more heavily into shirt, new shirts this year. I, I've had ideas that I've let slip by. I don't want to do that anymore. I can produce, I can produce the graphics for the you know, the for for these shirt designs and Teespring is easy to work with uh uploading shit um so why not do it why not do more and if you like them grab them ta da yeah uh oh and uh, speaking of my brother my brother has agreed to do 10 questions twice my Twitch game show which is I've taken a couple of weeks off um, but this Monday, it looks like we're going to do it. And, uh, he rolled his eyes at me a bit when I asked him about it, but he said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. He, he, I promised I wasn't, I wasn't trying to jackpot him. I'm absolutely not trying to make my brother look silly, <laughs> but I want him on the game show. I think he'll do good. And you know, one of the, one of the, I, I gear questions towards the individual you know if i know that you are a comic book person there's two three questions that are going to be in there about comic books if i know you're a star trek person you're going to get some star trek questions my brother is actually kind of a star trek person I, I bet i could ask him an original an original series question i might ask him an original series question and see see how he does but my brother is a sportscaster there's going to be sports questions. My brother loves rock and jazz. There's going to be some music questions. I, uh, I, the way I think about writing the questions is I know this is an area. I know this is a thing that you like. Let's see how deep your knowledge of the thing you like is. Oh, hi. Oh, Chloe's here and she's making, she's making, she's getting vocal. As time goes on, she's getting more vocal. And uh, as I've said before, uh, I wish she would speak English for one day. I have questions. I have questions. Would you answer my questions if I ask them, kiddo? You just rubbing up against my leg. Say hello. You want some attention? Grab my hand. Yeah. No claws, please. All right, hey. Don't swipe at me with your claws. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to be so happy the day I get to cl cut your claws, Wolverine. And you got an extra claw on each of your paws with your big weird mittens. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Um, do I have any? Oh, yeah. Here's another thing that happened this week. Came out of my building on, uh, I guess, on Monday. Cop cars, cop cars, and uh, are like two cars from Global News. There's there's a there's a, a Global News truck and a uh, and a reporter sitting in her own vehicle. And as I walk by, she's talking to her cameraman, and I could hear her say, "Here's what we know about this homicide so far." And I'm like, "Oh shit, homicide." Luckily for me, it was across the street. Not luckily for the victim. Here's the story from uh, from uh, CBC. Are we going to do the CBC version? Don't grab my leg, cat. Here, have a, have a snack. Go over there. Jesus. She wants my attention. She grabs my leg and scares the bejesus out of me. Sometimes she tries to bite me. I don't need her biting my kneecaps off. Um... Here from CP24, police have charged a man with second-degree murder 
after a missing woman was found dead in an East York apartment on Sunday. In a news release, police said they responded to a call for a missing person at approximately 8.22 p.m. in the area of Pape and Gamble Avenues. They said the woman had not been heard of for, quote, some time. When police arrived at the apartment, they said they discovered a woman with significant injuries. She was pronounced dead at the scene, police said. Investigators have, have since identified the woman as Cynthia Coffey, 64, of Toronto. She is the city's 19th homicide victim of 2021. Today, police arrested and charged... Uh, and this article was written on Monday. Today, police arrested and charged 46-year-old Toronto resident Hugo Munoz with second-degree murder. Munoz was scheduled to appear virtually in a Toronto courtroom on Monday. The victim and the suspect are known to each other, police said, but their relationship has not been disclosed. Okay, here's what I have learned in the meantime. Um, Mr. Munoz is from Bolivia originally. I don't know how long he's been living in the city, but it would appear that he and Cynthia Coffey, uh, if Facebook photos can be believed, it would appear that they are a couple or were a couple. Um, from the articles, uh, significant injuries, um, he beat this woman to death. So I don't know what went on there. And I do not know. Uh, obviously, she, if she's been missing. Yeah, okay, with the claws. If she's been missing for some time before she was discovered. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's no telling how. Uh, from the information available, there's no telling how long uh, ago this happened. But... Um, yeah, this is this is a domestic situation, and uh, Hugo Munoz uh, looks like he is probably going to prison for a while. Second degree murder. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the uh, maximum sentence in uh, Canada is for second degree murder. Anyways, eighteen year age difference. Hmm. Uh, yeah. What else can I tell you? Oh, let's let's go out on let's go out on this happy note. This will be the last story of the day. Uh, from the Hollywood Reporter, though you'll see this story all over the place this week. Uh, man a steal, ha ha puns. Rare Superman comic sells for record three point two five million. It's a um, it's a copy of Action Comics number one that was uh, CGC'd at eight and this comic sold, uh, this, this was, this particular copy was found amongst a stack of 1930s, like, Life magazines or something. Um, it sold a few years ago, uh, 2018, for slightly more than $2 million dollars. So this guy uh, turning around and selling it again, he made a million dollars profit. He made a million dollars profit by holding on to this thing for three years. Uh, one of the few copies of the comic book that introduced Superman to the world has sold for a supersized record-setting price. The issue of Action Comics number one went for $3.25 million in a private sale ComicConnect.com, an online auction and consignment company, announced Tuesday. I look at Comic Connect every once in a while, and I've bid on a few things. I haven't won anything from there yet. Um, a few days ago, I <laughs> last week I sent I sent Phil Seavey, the uh, the artist for uh, the First Hero Volume One, my comic. I sent him uh, a page, uh, a Rob Liefeld. Uh, cable drawing. It was like space cable. Cable in a X Men character. Cable in a spacesuit. And he's a huge. Cable is his favorite character. He's a huge cable fanatic. And uh, his response to me was uh, was Yeah, I'm just gonna 
I'm going to spend the, do you hate me? I'm going to spend the money I don't have. <laughs> I just knew he'd want to see it. It looked, it's a Rob Liefeld night. Even I thought it looked cool. Um, anyways, uh, back to this copy of the comic. It narrowly bested the previous record for the comic set in uh, the auction of another copy in 2014 for slightly over $3.2 million. Uh, I think that copy was a higher grade, though. I think that copy was like a 9. This is an 8.0. The comic published in 1938 really is the beginning of the superhero genre, said Comic Connect COO Vincent Zerzolo. Interesting. That name could be Kryptonian, who brokered the sale. Uh, it told readers about the origins of Superman, how he came to Earth from another planet, and went by the name Clark Kent. Uh, the seller of this particular issue bought the comic in 2018 for slightly more than $2 million. Zerzolo said that while there were hundreds of thousands of copies initially published, it's estimated only about a hundred exist today, and in varying conditions. He said this copy is among the best-kept ones. There's no comic book that you could value higher in terms of a comic book than Action Comics number one, he said. And I, I decided, I decided when I read this article, 3.25 million, Lord forbid I, I ever win the lottery or ever become a millionaire. If I have enough disposable income, you're goddamn right. I'm buying a copy of Action Comics number one. <laughs> I am absolutely buying a copy of Action Comics number one. It ain't going to depreciate unless I crack open the CGC case and fucking spill uh, ginger ale on it. So, yeah. Lord, help me win the lottery and buy this comic book. And I'll do... No, I'm not going to promise to do good works for the church. If there is a God, I'm not going to lie to him that way. <laughs> Dude's got a long memory. Uh, all right. That's it, kids. That's it for today. We're at 47. That's pretty good. Um, so yeah. Hey, there's still time for you to go to my Amazon wish list and buy your Uncle Kingdom a birthday gift. <laughs> I'm getting slightly more shameless about that with each passing day. I really do feel self-conscious about it, but I'm not going to see. I'm going to I'm going to have lunch with George. George is George is practically my bubble at this point. Uh my COVID bubble. So, uh I'm not going to see people. I had to uh, I had to postpone the uh, the booking with the Transact Club. They said that they were fine. You know, we can reschedule. Not a problem, obviously. So, uh, so sometime later in the year, we will have the Kingdom James block party. The 50th anniversary block party. It just won't be tomorrow night. 16 months in advance, I booked that goddamn venue for my birthday. And... Tomorrow, that building will lie empty. Mm. Mm. If this were New Zealand, hey, the Transact Club is a New Zealand club. If this were if this were New Zealand, we'd be having my damn birthday party, kids, and it would be cool. It would be very cool. Anyways, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, just the same. Go, go, go. Get a couple of you together if you want to be cheap about it. But go ahead. Buy something from my Amazon wish list. Or, even better, longer term, join the Patreon. That would really make me happy. You got a 2, a 5, a 10, and a $20 tier. Fucking go nuts. Sign up for a year. You can sign. I think you can sign up for a year. But sign up for, if you can't, I'm going to make sure that you can. Sign up for a year at like five bucks or ten bucks. Or sign up for three months or six months at twenty bucks. You get some t-shirts back. Huh? The twenty buck tier includes a t-shirt reward every three months. 
fucking join the Patreon for God's sake. Uh, oh, that's the other thing. This is probably what, uh, Friday's show will be about. Friday is the start of the new, uh, the rebooted 101 things in a thousand and one days list. And I'm going to, um, releasing the choose better heroes t-shirt goes towards, oh, my iPad's not in front of me. Um, hold on. I'll tell you what number it is. It's one of the, it's one of the ones in the nineties. Um, here we go. Got a URL for it. 1001 days, one zero zero one D a Y E S dot C a go, go check out the list. If you never have, um, number 95 produce five new t-shirt designs. I'm going to knock that out of the park by the end of the summer. Absolutely. So number one uh, on that little mini checklist is going to be the uh, Choose Better Heroes t-shirt, which launches 12.01 Friday uh, via Teespring. So uh, yeah, go buy the shirt or join the Patreon or whatever. You know, send me whatever. Fucking send your Uncle Kingdom's fucking money. Just, you know, what? Put, put some money in a brown paper bag and leave it under a tree in the park and text me and let me know. <laughs> Scavenger hunt, my birthday gift to me. <laughs> Fuck, oh, I amuse myself. Anyways, look, that's it. That's it for today. It's uh, it's twenty to three in the morning, and the cat and I are, are 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 playing here. I'm distracting her with her uh, streamer fishing line gimmick, which she is like trying to pry. Every once in a while, she manages to accidentally pry it out of my hands, and it gets wrapped around her, and she runs away. She's so scared. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, well. All right. That's it. I keep saying that's it, but this is it. (sighs) Do me a favor, kids. Take care of one another. Find some good trouble to get into. And uh, for the Patreon people, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Remember, your Uncle Kingdom loves you. Bye.